guys. Welcome to the Barney Soul Podcast. Uh, this is going to be a uh, kind of extra, you know, special little bonus podcast that I wanted to put out you know, a little bit before Christmas. Um, the current one uh, right now is the one with Peter Yulesgard. Uh, I if you haven't listened to that one, I highly recommend you go back and listen. Really fascinating guy. Um, and I've got another one coming up with uh, Blaine Swanson, who's going to ra- wrap up his um, uh, Minnesota season as well. But this one I wanted to get out real quick. I'm doing this on a Friday, and uh, I wanted to. Uh, what, what I've been doing actually is I went through and did a whole bunch of videos and some reviews on 10 gifts that you can get the hunter or outdoorsman or woman in your life. Uh, these are gifts. Uh, these are things that, that I've been using either for, for several years. There's only a couple things on there that, that are, are, are brand new um, that, I, that I just started using. But um, all the rest of the stuff on here are, you know, t- to me, I, I've, I've kind of put them to the, through the test. I've used them for, you know, at least, you know, a one full season and some of them for like years and years and years, many, many seasons. And uh, they're not, you know, crazy expensive. You know, some of the, a couple of things are a little pricey, but uh, these are things that are definitely worth it. They're quality. Uh, they're not going to fail on you. At least they haven't failed on me. And, uh, you know, I'm not just spitting out, you know, random stuff. Now, now full disclosure, these are all on my YouTube channel and I do have uh, Amazon links to all of these and I am an affiliate with Amazon. But I thought it was a great way to get the word out uh, for these products that I use that uh, might be useful uh, to you guys or to someone who is a hunter, like I said, hunter, camper, outdoors person that you know may not want to buy some of the stuff for themselves or may not know the stuff exists. But um, you know, you click on those links, and you know, I do get a little bit of a commission for those, so I do have to disclose that absolutely. But I'm not going to sell you willy-nilly crap. So anyway, uh, the first item is uh, the Anchor Power Core. 10,000. Now this is a uh, rechargeable power bank. It is basically the size of a wallet. It, uh, you know, it, it fits pretty much anywhere. It's not very heavy at all. Uh, if you're like an ounce counter, you know, like, like a, you know, you're cutting your toothbrush off in half kind of, kind of person that you may not want to carry something like this. But, you know, most of us out there are making videos, it seems like, or at least recording things and doing vlogs from the tree or, uh, you know, what have you, or at least at least using our phones for GPS and OnX and that kind of stuff. And, you know, battery, depending on your phone, the battery life isn't all that great. And it doesn't just have to be for your phone. It could be for a tablet if you're out camping. It could be for, I don't know, whatever whatever else that you use a uh, power bank for. So this thing is 10,000, it's MHA, right? so milliamp hours, or MAH rather. And for me, I have an iPhone 7, and um, obviously not the latest in technology or whatever, but it, it charges my phone um, from, well, I get nervous about 30%. I, I never, I'm, I'm one of those minis that, like, if I get below 70% power, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much plugging stuff in. But, you know, I've run it down all the way down to 30, 35% in the field, and it charges my phone fully in less, I'm going to say about 45 minutes. And it probably gets, I'm going to say, honestly, it gets about two and a half to three charges out of it. That's me. That's my phone. So even if it gets you one charge, you know, let's say you've used your phone all day or for, you know, half a day afternoon hunt and you've been on, you've been on the internet, blah, 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 wasting all, you know, all all your juice. And then let's say you shoot something or let's say you're pretty far, you know, you're pretty far back and you're deep and you look down and you've got like 10% battery life. Well, what if you need your... Um, you know, Google Maps or OnX or, or GPS to navigate out of there? What if you need, you know, the light from your flashlight, uh, you know, the flashlight option or something? What if you need to make a phone call? What if you need to, you know, be out blood trailing, that kind of stuff? Well, this is a really great, uh, really, really great option. It comes with its own uh, little uh, charger, you know, so you can charge up the power bank. And this rides with me 
in uh, my, my hunting pack, no matter what, it's always in there. And I always have a um, an Apple, um, what is it, what they call it, like the lightning charger cable, you know, so I always have one of those, uh, one of each in there all at all times. It works really, really good. So, um, <clears throat> By the way, again, like I said, I have a uh, little more detailed videos on on my YouTube channel, the Bowhunting Soul uh, Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel. So you know you'll you'll get an idea about the size and the operation of some of these things. So anyway, Anchor Power Core 10,000. The next item is the Rada knife sharpener. It is R A D A. This is kind of like a wheeled, like a two wheeled sharpener. Now this one. Um, I just started using this year. Uh, I started using it because I bought a set of uh, Simmons Swamp Shark uh, broadheads, and those are a little bit uh, difficult to sharpen with a file. I've been using Zwicky's, and that one I do with a file. Um, I can get them razor, razor sharp. The, the Simmons do not come razor, razor sharp, and the owner will tell you that they don't come uh, hunt-ready, razor, razor sharp, that you do have to touch them up. So, you know, full disclosure, I, I don't want to speak for the guy, but, um, you know, he, he's even said that to me. So... Um, let's see, uh, where was I? There? So yeah, so the Rada sharpener then is a, is a wheeled sharpener. It's got two opposing wheels and they're not, you know, they're, they're two little steel wheels and they're not, uh, you know, ceramic or serrated or anything like that. They're just two steel, um, uh, you know, offset wheels and they kind of float a little bit and they come down, yeah, you know, they, they kind of cross each other and they come do is you you know you set this thing down and you drag your knife or your broadhead from uh, you know front to back kind of draw it back towards you and you know at a bit of an angle so it catches like the flat edge the sharp edge of uh, each of those wheels and it puts a you know really nice edge on there or it's good for touching up an edge now the rotter I'm gonna tell you I'm with 100% disclosure I can I, I have not been able to get those swamp sharks as razor sharp as I want them. I mean, sharp enough to hunt, I think, but not sharp enough for, for me. I like them razor, razor, razor sharp. Uh, I have not been able to get them with just the rod of sharpener. And I have found a way that I can sharpen those swamp sharks now with the file. You just got to use kind of like the curved part of a file and take a little more time to do it. And I can, and I do have those razor popping sharp. But this rod of sharpener is, is, I would say, more than good enough. And especially if you want to take one in the field with you. If you don't have one of those ceramic like Smith's rods or something like that, or if you're if you're sharpening challenged, if you don't have a uh, like a belt sander, or if you don't have a knife sharpener or anything like that, this is uh, kind of a quick and easy way to do it. It'll take you a while though if you if if the the profile of what you have existing, whatever blade you have, is different than the two, you no, know, than the profile that the two wheels uh, wheels make. Okay, because that obviously is not movable. And they, the wheels overlap at some point, and they come down. Like I said, it kind of makes this uh, convex uh, uh, or concave, I guess, concave uh, uh, shape as they come together. And, you know, if you have, let's say, I don't know, I'm not going to talk angles or whatever, but, I mean, if, you, if your broadhead or knife or blade or whatever that you're trying to sharpen isn't exactly the same contour as the contour that those two wheels make, well, you're going to be trying to remove a lot of material. But... If you're trying to put like a really, really quick edge on something that's kind of dulled down a little bit or in the field, or if you are sharpening challenged, then this makes it a little bit easier. Um, you know, you just basically hold it flat and you just got to make sure when you draw the, the blade through that you do it perfectly vertical. You're not tipping it left to right, side to side, and you're not torquing it at all or anything like that. 
And uh, you know, this will be, I'm, I hate to use the term good enough, but this will be good enough to hunt with. Okay. I would, but for me, I, you know, I, it's, it's a quick touch up deal, but I, I, you know, I, I still use my file. I still like doing file sharpening, but for the vast majority of people that don't like the file sharpen or can't file sharpen, um, or want to do something quick, this Rada sharpener is, uh, is, is a really, really good option. And it is cheap. I mean, the thing is like under 10 bucks, I think. Um, yeah, not, I think I know it's under 10 bucks and, you know, again, on Amazon, uh, super, super lightweight. And, you know, you can have one at the house, you can have one in your hunting pack, you can have one in your car, whatever, it doesn't matter. So, so that is the Rada knife sharpener, R-A-D-A. Okay, so number three, day number three is the Hero Clip. Um, this is a little, well, they have a couple sizes. I have the medium, but it's a little carabiner <clears throat> that is kind of like a little mini transformer. Uh, and it transforms into an S-beater. It's uh, basically like two nested carabiners almost within one another, and they kind of attach at one point at the bottom point, and they and it can pivot at that point. So you'll have to again watch the video, um, and you'll see how you know one kind of, you you unnest one from another, and you kind of fold it out and fold it around. And what this is good for is a you can use it as a carabiner. Uh, it is not a load bearing carabiner. Not it's not ready for climbing or anything like that. For you know for for. Um, uh, you know, for you, for your weight bearing or anything like that. But it's great for hanging a bow. It's great for hanging a backpack. It's great for hanging any kind of accessories that you might want to hang off of a tree. You basically uh, open it up and you kind of do the transformy deal and it turns from a carabiner into an S-beaner. One end has a wire gate um, uh, clip so that it doesn't easily pop off. And um, you clip it onto whatever accessory strap or whatever you have around the tree and then you can hang your pack from it. You can hang your bow from it. Um, in the video, I do I do talk about I believe uh, the one end of it. I did file down a little bit. There was a uh, like a little metal or a little plastic uh, tip on one end of the hook. Uh, you'll see what I'm talking about, and that works fine for hanging my compound. But it, it was catching the bowstring when I was hanging my. Uh, my recurves on. So I actually ended up uh, taking a little plastic piece off and I've since filed it down so there's no little uh, mini uh, uh, knob or kind of hooked over knob, you know, on, on the end of that. You'll see what I'm talking about when you, when you go see this. But um, again, not very expensive. Uh, I think it's under like the 15 or 20 bucks or whatever. And uh, just, just great. I mean, you hook it into your pack, you hook it anywhere, you can hang it from anywhere because again, it's a carabiner. And when you need it, you transform the thing, hang it, uh, they have a couple different sizes. I use the size medium, like I said, and it's uh, it, it really you know takes uh, it, it takes a nice load and, and it's really really useful really useful in the tree for hanging pretty much anything you want to hang on there. So that is the hero clip, just the way just the way it sounds. So search for that. All right, so day number five, and this is a item that is in really really high demand. And this is the Ropeman One Ascender Unit. This is from a company called Wild Country. Um, Ropeman One, since the advent of, well, not since the advent, but since, uh, I guess, mobile hunting uh, has gotten really, really popular. Uh, there's, there's been a big demand on these things. Now, this is from the rock climbing industry. It is called an Ascender Unit, meaning... Uh, as you're climbing, rope goes through it one way and you pull it tight. And when you let go, it's spring loaded and teeth catch it in another. So it's, 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 it's unidirectional. 
and then you can kind of hang from it, suspend from it, um, take the load off, and then and then move up a little bit, and then take up the slack. Well, this has been used uh, for years on uh, lineman belt systems, and I you know I have videos on that too. Lots of people have videos on uh, on, on a good lineman belt system. I have one. Garrett Prawl from DIY Sportsman has one. Jason Samkoviak has one on Traditional Boning Wilderness Podcast uh, channel. Um, they're all pretty much you know made you know made the same way. Um, the popularity for just the regular tree, you know, the um, mobile hunting applications was in the in the make, in the making of a lineman belt. So a lineman belt is really really important if you're going to be hanging stands, climbing, doing all any any of that kind of stuff because it allows you to be hands free, and it allows you to have you know at least three, maybe sometimes four points of contact on the tree. So if you've ever if you've ever hung a tree stand and you don't and you're climbing up steps or you're or screwing steps or uh, strap on steps or whatever and you don't have a lineman belt you are you're tempting fate man don't I mean just don't do it how you know build or buy a good lineman belt and a ropeman one is a, just, just an amazing amazing tool uh, you can build the same th- I'm not going to get into details about it but you can build the same kind of um, uh, system with a Prusik knot but with a Prusik knot you need uh, it kind of defeats the purpose for me because you need two hands to to push that knot up and down because a Prusik knot holds so good and it grabs so tight that you can't do one-handed operation with it. You have to basically like take the the slack off of uh, of the rope and hold the rope with one hand and push that Prusik knot you know up or down to you know either tighten it or give you slack on your on your on your uh, um, lineman belt uh, you know to, to give you that extra slack or tighten up that slack. So that kind of defeats the purpose. But with the rope in one, you basically grab one end and if you need to tighten it, you just you just pull the tag end through and you just pull it through and you tighten it. It goes through. If you need to loosen it. Just take the weight off of it just a little bit, lean forward, and there is a little um, uh, on the spring-loaded t- uh, teeth, uh, you know, part that, that that actually like grabs the rope. There's uh, actually a little wire uh, kind of grab handle, um, uh, lanyard, mini lanyard, whatever you want to call it, little wire lanyard. You just pull that a little bit, and you just you know, you 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 take the weight off the teeth, and you just open it up a little bit, and then you let it go. It's one-handed operation. It's amazing. If you're using a lineman belt, and you should be using a lineman belt to climb, um, it is invaluable. Now, currently, I'm not using a lineman belt because I'm I'm climbing using a one-stick climbing method. But I'm that means I'm tethered to the tree with my in my saddle with my uh, tree saddle, and I'm actually, you know, my my weight is being you know, but the weight bearing is actually on the tether. So I'm not using a lineman belt because it gets a little too clumsy with, with all that stuff. But I'm either way, I am tethered to the tree at all times. If you're climbing for a tree stand or if you're not using a one-stick climbing method, even if you're hunting out of a saddle and you're, and you're, you're climbing up, uh, you know, strap-on uh, uh, steps and, and whatnot, this is – got to get this. They're frequently out of stock, and the price has gone up on them. These things used to be for like 45 bucks, and the last one I saw, they were being sold, you know, uh, you know in, in the $60 range. So, um, you know, I, I can't give you an exact price, uh, plus Amazon doesn't want me to give you an exact price. So I got, you know, I, I'm not supposed to say that stuff, but prices does go up and down because the popularity has skyrocketed now with the, with, with the, with the skyrocketing, skyrocketing popularity of tree, uh, saddle hunting. Um, so it's useful for the lineman belt and it's also useful. Uh, a lot of guys are quick adjust on their tether. Uh, when they're saddle hunting. Now, I'm not going to get into the pros and cons of that. Um, 
where you know the, the loading situation you can go read up on you know saddlehunter.com or any of the saddle hunting forums about you know the pros and cons of actually using a ropeman one for your tether i don't personally do that because um i'm using i'm using prusiks i'm using prusiks that are rated to like 22 kilonewtons um the issue with a ropeman one with uh if you're hanging off of it is you know it's been known to shear the, the sheathing on the rope at like four kilonewtons, but that's in like, that's in a fall. That's, you know, in, in a, and in they're not designed to be a fall arrest device. So uh, go do a lot of reading on that if you're going to, you know, use it in a way that you're not supposed to use it. But for a lineman belt situation, you don't have nearly that kind of load because it's like a side, I mean, you're just basically leaning into a rope. You're not falling and hanging into that rope. So uh, the Ropeman one, like I said, frequently out of stock. They have them in different colors. Just get what you can get. And trust me, if you have never used one of these on a uh, alignment belt, you have no, no idea what you're missing. It is, I hate using the term game changer because it is so damn overused, but it is a game changer. Okay, so day number six or item number six. This is the WorkSharp Combo Knife Sharpener. Um, this is uh, a little kind of mini belt sander uh, that is made by the company WorkSharp. You've probably seen their stuff around, uh, you know, pretty much everywhere. It's kind of like a little mini bench top uh, uh, sharpener. It's got uh, they got different models. They've got the I don't know. They got they got a bigger bigger one this bigger one than this. This one is just called the Combo Knife Sharpener, and I can't I can't even tell you what the what what angle that this thing puts a, you know, an angle on, on your, on your blades or on your broadheads or anything like that. But it, it just does a really good job. It's just, uh, basically, well, I don't know. I'm kind of stumbling over words here. Go check out the video. You'll see that it's got two sides and the belt, you know, goes up on one side and down on the other side. And on either side, it's got guides where you put the blade of whatever you're sharpening. Let's say it's a knife and you put it up against that and you hold it at that angle and in as the thing is spinning you draw the knife through and then you go to the other side and then it, and then it puts you know um, it takes away material on that side raises a burr and then you go to the other side and same deal same angle but opposite i believe they're about 20 degrees 20 25 degrees something like that don't, don't quote me i'm not sure um good enough nothing 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 too um uh, yeah, nothing, nothing too skinny, nothing too thick. I mean, it's just, it's just a good angle. Uh, and then it goes, anyway, so you go to the other side and then same deal. You draw, you know, when, when the thing, when the, uh, the belt is, uh, spinning, you draw it again through you, you, uh, through, through the V notch in there that, uh, has the guide and you just kind of go back and forth and it reprofiles it. It comes with, um, a couple different, uh, grits, I believe, and you can buy replacement, uh, uh, sanding belts for this thing. It's super easy to do. I mean, literally you, you, um, you turn the thing off, obviously you squeeze the cover, uh, and you pop the cover off and there's a little spring loaded, um, uh, kind of uh, idler wheel, pulley wheel kind of thing that you push down on and it takes attention off the belt. The belt is only about like eight or 10 inches long. It's, 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 you know, by the time it makes its little triangle shape, uh, up, up and around. I mean, this, this unit like pretty much like fits in your palm almost. Um, it's not a heavy duty one. I wouldn't be doing axes or anything on this one. Obviously the belt itself is only about like, uh, I'm going to say like maybe five eighths of an inch wide, maybe or three quarter. Uh, if, if that, I don't think maybe five eighths, it's somewhere around there. But, um, it, you know, for, for quickly reprofiling and, and putting an edge on a broadhead, 
on a pocket knife, on a kitchen knife. It works amazing. It's really, really good, and it's fast. Um, and then once you're done with, uh, with the sanding belt part of it, it has a built-in uh, ceramic stone, or um, excuse me, ceramic rod, and that's also replaceable, you know, once it, once it gets worn down and, and, you know, too smooth after a while. But that ceramic rod is, to, is designed to take the, um, the raised burr and kind of clean up the edge that the, um, that the sanding belt left. So the, um, uh, I guess the part of the sharpener where that ceramic rod lies in also is, is kind of highlighted by two yellow stickers. And same, and same, with, uh, same with the sharpening side with the belt. But... Uh, that basically, that's designed so that it's a visual cue. You lay; uh, they're angled so that you lay your knife at you know along the plastic edge, and then whatever angle that that meets the ceramic rod. Again, I believe it's like 20, 20 something degrees. Then you just drag it through that way, and then you flip it to the other side. And again, there's another um, kind of angled guide, visual guide for you there. And you slide it down that uh, that ceramic rod on the other side. Then you go back and forth and back and forth, and that's designed to take the the ceramic rod is designed to take the, the burr off, you know, any raised uh, any raised burr or, or uh, raised raised edge or anything like that, and clean it up. Now I always I always end up stropping afterwards. I can I do it on like you know uh, cardboard, uh, corrugated cardboard, or on my jeans or something like that. But uh, you know you, you may not need to go to that to that level. It puts a really good edge on stuff. I've used it for broadheads. Now, when it gets uh, the, the angle of that V, because it's such a small sharpener, um, some of the uh, uh, how should I put it? Some of the um, bigger broadheads with a like a thicker ferrule, for example, will not fit in there. And I'm talking two blade broadheads, by the way. Obviously, we're not gonna you know we're not talking about. Um, you know, we're not talking about uh, like a four-blade broadhead or anything like that, but but the, uh, the like a, like a two-blade, like a Zwicky or something like that, will absolutely fit in there. And it, uh, you know, again, for those of you that are sharpening challenged, that you, if you don't want to do it with you know freehand, and if you don't want to do it with a file, and you know you're having you're having issues with you know other other forms, uh, this basically it's it's. It's idiot proof. You know, you lay it against the guide, you pull it through. Flip to the other side, you lay it against the side, you pull it through. Simple. And, you know, end, end of story. So, anyway, the, uh, they have bigger versions that you can do, that are wider belts that you can, you know, have, have a little more surface area to do, to do this with. Um, they've got uh, one off like Ken Onion, who's like a, a custom uh, knife maker. You know, he, he's involved with them. They've got custom versions of that. But like I said, the one I have is the um, uh, is the combo uh, combo knife sharpener. Check out the video on Amazon. I, I did a terrible job of explaining how to do this, uh, you know, on on audio here. But the video is, I mean, I, you just you just see it. It's it's so much easy. It's so easy to do. So go check that out. Okay, so item number six. I know I think I said item number six but earlier, but I think uh, I went back and listened to this audio, and I believe I screwed it up. Uh, I didn't do day number four, which uh, should have been the, uh, the rope man ascender. So anyway, this is, uh, this is day number six, item number six. I just screwed up the numbering before. And this is going to be probably the most ubiquitous, I know, fancy word, look it up, most ubiquitous, most uh, popular uh, the one, the one and only uh, multi-tool that's probably ever been created, and that is the Leatherman Wave. Now, yes, I am a 
Leatherman fanboy. I'm sorry, I can't not be a Leatherman fanboy. They do have their faults. Um, there are other multi-tools out there. I get it. I will probably do reviews on some of those uh, either on the channel, uh, probably on the channel at, at, some future, uh, at some future date. But the Leatherman Wave is probably, not probably, it is their most popular selling uh, uh, multi-tool. Leatherman's most popular selling multi-tool. This thing is, I consider, a must-have item in your household or in your car or in your pack at all times. I probably, I think I have like three of these things. I've got different Leathermans. I've got different versions of Leathermans. I, you know, I carry, you know, every day the little PS4 Squirt every day, which gets me through 99% of the EDC stuff that I need. But when you need a bigger blade and when you need bigger pliers and when you need a bigger screwdriver, when you need bigger wire strippers, when you need, you know, um, uh, saw, file, this has it, a serrated knife. The Leatherman Wave is absolutely indispensable. Um, some people don't like going into the woods with, you know, with a multi-tool. They say it's too heavy. They want to save weight. Um, you know, they don't end up using this, that, and the other. Man, okay, that's fine. But when you need it, you need it. This is, this has everything. Or not, I mean, it doesn't have everything, obviously, but it has everything that, that I've, I don't think I've ever been wanting for anything that wasn't included. Um, like I said, there are other multi-tools that I use. Like the rebar is good. Um, you know, I, I have a skeletal tool that I carry every now and then. But for camping purposes, for outdoor pack purposes, and even in your car purposes, the Leatherman Wave is is just, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's the bomb diggity. It's really, really well built, number one. Um, if you take care of it, it doesn't rust. It can rust, but, I mean, mine sits, you know, in the, in the car, in and out of the cold, you know, damp, not damp. Uh, different humidity conditions, and only rarely have I ever had any kind of minimal, minimal, minimal browning of, of, of any blade, and that's easy to wipe off, and you wipe it down with a little bit of oil, and you're done. It's easy to sharpen. Uh, the stuff on it really doesn't like tend to break. The uh, the pliers are very strong. Uh, the, the the tools on it are very strong. I'm not going to go through all the tools that are involved in it. You can uh, you can go check out uh, the, the video. I go through you know uh, you know. The, the, the different fold-out tools and what can what they, they can be used for and there's like probably a thousand of not a thousand there's probably a dozen or two other videos on the Leatherman Wave but this is one tool that I've had for years the knife is sharp the serrated knife is sharp the um, the little mini scissors on there work really well the the, the tool the, um, uh, the the folding uh, uh, screwdrivers on there and the replaceable bit parts work really, really well. The, the pliers, they don't bust. They actually do their job. You can get good leverage on stuff. Uh, the file is a really, really good file. It's got you know, the normal you know, wood slash aluminum file on one side, and the other side is kind of that um, uh, almost ceramic uh, you know, feel, so you can actually sharpen broadheads and things on there in a pinch. Uh, the, the saw, the saw is great if you need to uh, you know, cut down limbs, you know, cut down limbs. Don't do it on public land, but it, for, for, you know, you're doing stuff that's already fallen, you can absolutely cut up, uh, you know, fallen, uh, you know, uh, deadfall and limbs and branches and things like that to make, you know, hunt on the ground a lot. You can you know, help make ground blinds. You can do wh whatever it is that you need to do. This thing really, is, uh, it's, it's not, they're not chintzy tools. They're tools you can actually use and get good I'm going to say, you know, medium duty. I don't want to, I'd, I'd never call a multi-tool heavy duty because no multi-tool is really designed to be heavy duty and take the place of an actual pair of pliers or an actual like heavy duty saw. But th this is a medium duty tool that you can rely on. So 
this always goes with me in my pack. They've got different um, uh, uh, sheath options uh, throughout the year, so I don't know what they offer right now. Sometimes it's a nylon sheath, you know, with the Velcro. Sometimes uh, it is a leather sheath with a strap or with a, with a snap. I recommend the ones with a strap. I'm not that keen on the Velcro ones um, for anything because Velcro tends to lose its stickiness uh, or grabbiness to one another. Velcro picks up um, dirt, debris, uh, you know, leaves, uh, leaf dust, you know, dirt, dust, that kind of stuff, bark dust, and it all reduces the effectiveness of it, and you just don't want this thing falling out, especially if you got a strap to the outside of your pack like I do. Um, you don't want it to fall out or uh, lose, lose your multi-tool. But anyway, Leatherman Wave, go check this out. You absolutely, in my opinion, no household is complete without having one of these, uh, you know, one of these amazing tools. It's not, it's not the cheapest thing in the world, um, and they have gone up in price, but I'm telling you, this is one of those buy once, uh, cry once. It's not even a cry deal, but just buy once and know that you have a quality, quality uh, multi-tool that you can rely on for years. So, okay, moving on to day number seven, gift idea number seven. This is the Havilon Peranta. Now, I'm going to tell you, I have a love-hate relationship with, uh, with this knife, as well as the, uh, the Gerber version of this knife, uh, which is the Gerber Vital. Now, the Peranta is probably really well known at this point in hunting circles. It is a scalpel, uh, scalpel, removable blade scalpel knife. The, uh, it takes uh, 60A blades, and I believe there are other, like the, I think there's like 70A and 60T. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't really got into the other um, blade styles. They have some different profiles on them. Some of them are not as sharp at the tip, but these are like razor, razor sharp as far as along the edge, and you really got to be careful. This is really good for gutting. It's good for skinning an animal. It's for good for caping an animal. This is not what I would consider an outdoor, quote-unquote, hunting knife. Okay, I have a fixed blade knife that I carry with me um, that's always in my pack. And, you know, if you're going to split a rib cage, if you're going to pop uh, sockets on, uh, on, on a deer, let's say, if you're, um, you know, quartering it out in the field, or if you're going to do any kind of... Um, uh, anything that requires any kind of like side torque or prying or anything like that, do not use the Havilon, do not use the Gerber Vital. I, that's not what it's for. If you want to make really, really precise cuts that is razor, razor sharp, this is your knife. Now, uh, with this one, I, of course, I've, we just got done talking about the Leatherman Wave. I always carry a multi-tool. I replace the, you know, the, I put the blades on and off with, on this thing with a multi-tool. Uh, there are horror stories of people when this thing first came out and they figured out that you really need, you really do need like another pair of pliers or multi-tool to, to change blades on this thing safely because they will, um, they will try to do it. Your hands, let's say are cold, they're wet, they're bloody. They got, you know, blood, guts, mud, snow, whatever on them, sweat, you're cold. And you try and, 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 you know, push your, uh, the, the, the blade, the way the blade goes in and off of this thing, it kind of slides on and it snaps in. And then you can kind of, you lift up on one end, which is not sharp, kind of near the baseboard pivots, and you, you, you push the blade back forward. Well, if your hand slips, either one, your thumb slips while pushing or your, um, you know, your, your, uh, your fingers that are actually grasping the blade, you know, on the back with, you know, with, with, the, with your other hand, if they happen to slip, you, I mean, people get sliced down to the bone. I mean, like bad, bad, bad slices. I mean, this will go right to the bone. So using this thing, again, is a love-hate relationship. I don't even touch the blade. I don't want to touch the blade. Um, 
unless I have a multi-tool with which to put the thing on and off. Now, uh, the Gerber Vital, I know this is a Havilon one, but we'll just lump the Gerber Vital in there too because I've done a, um, I've done a review uh, comparing the two as well. If you, if you look back through, through my videos, I have this Havilon one, but I also have one with the Havilon and the Gerber Vital. The Gerber Vital has a button on it that uh, locks the blade, and the blade doesn't go on quite as, as tight. Uh, it's not as hard to put on and snap on as the Havilon, but again, you need to be super, super careful. The Gerber Vital has its problems too because the blade holder uh, pretty much takes up like half the length of the blade, and um, you know, you can, and you can still snap these things off. Now, a, a word of warning here, and this has happened to me. If you are using this, and let's say you are elbow deep, let's say you're in the, in the chest cavity, and you're trying to reach up and uh, you know cut the aorta or something like that, or you're you're you're, I don't know, you you've got your hand under the hide, or 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 I don't know, so, somewhere where you're you're basically trying to cut. And, and loosen up meat and material, that kind of stuff, as you're, as you're you know, skinning or field dressing or quartering an animal. Um, I have had the blade snap, and I have, have had, I've had the blade snap off. And then now what? Now, you, you know, this thing is, uh, this blade is buried way deep in this, this muscle tissue or near bone or whatever, and you can't see it. So how are you going to get to it? You're going you're gonna to jam your hand in there and, and try and find a blade? Yeah, good luck, because you're going to slice yourself to bits if you're doing that. That's a terrible idea. So uh, this knife has to be used with care, uh, almost too much care in my opinion, but it does have its purposes. It does have a purpose. I do carry one in my pack, but um, I am really, really wary of putting any kind of side load or pressure uh, on this thing because it will either a snap or come off. Um, I've had it kind of pry off of its little holder on there and the whole blade comes off and I'm just not a fan of that. But like I said, it does have its, uh, its place. If you, uh, I'm going to say if you're smarter than the tool, you know, and, and take my lessons and lessons learned and lessons learned by other people who have had uh, really, you know, bad cuts with this thing, then um, then th this is a good tool. It's absolutely razor, razor sharp, uh, replaceable. You always have a sharp knife, but just understand that the use of this, you have to basically, you know, kind of walk on eggshells sometimes almost uh, and, all. and if that doesn't if that doesn't appeal to you then by all means go ahead and use your good old you know fixed blade or buck knife or whatever fine but if you want to use a razor razor sharp this is a really good a, a sharp replaceable blade this has a really good handle you can get a good grip on stuff it's super light and um you know people have been using it for years i think people have figured out though that it does have limitations and there's a certain way to use this tool so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it at that Havilon Peranta. okay gift idea number eight is the uh the lacrosse arrowhead hunting boot now i am nearing the end of season three on these boots and i've pretty much worn them every day in in, in the season and I got these boots uh, in the three. They, they come in 3.5 millimeter and seven millimeter uh, thicknesses. And that is the uh, you know the, the, the neoprene. They're, they're kind of half rubber, half neoprene. They have been 100% waterproof. They are warm enough for me. Now my feet usually get cold, and you know with any rubber boot, obviously, this thing doesn't breathe very well. That's just that's just a fact of having a rubber boot. But to me, it was more important. I was you know I wanted something. I didn't want to buy two pairs of boots. So I didn't buy the seven millimeter uh, version. I'm thinking, well, I can, you know, there's, there's room in there. I can wear thick socks and there is room in there. I wear uh, normally a 10 and a half. So I bought a size 11. It's roomy enough. 
uh, with, you know, with a thick pair of socks. I, I don't get super cold. I know the seven millimeter would even be warmer, but, um, I got the three and a half millimeter because I wear these boots basically from September all the way through the end of December. And, you know, you all know early season walking through brush, walking through grass, walking through anything. If you use like regular boots that aren't waterproof or water resistant, that water is just going to push, you know, as you're, <clears throat> excuse me, as you're walking through stuff, it's going to push right through that boot and your feet are going to be soaked. And I didn't want that. I, I was tired of wet feet, you know, just because you go out for, you know, you go out, let's say, um, even a turkey season, you know, in like May, let's say, I'll go out for, you know, an hour in the morning, a couple out, you know, and just literally walking a couple hundred yards where I'm going to set up, my feet are soaked. Well, I'll, well, these boots solve all that problem. I've had these in, um, you know, snow. I've had them in, you know, just Florida swamp muck. I've had them in swamp. I've had them in dirt. And I really love them. Now, I wish the soles were a little bit more aggressive as far as the tread goes, but it hasn't been that big of an issue. Uh, when I first got them, I thought, man, this is a really fine tread. I'm not sure how much grip I'm going to have. And there are boots out there with more grip, absolutely. But um, I haven't really found it to be lacking in grip um, as much, as, much as, I, as I thought it would. These are super comfortable. They're super light. They're easy to get on and off, but they're not going to pull out if you're walking through like ankle deep muck. You know, like any boot is going to be, you know, kind of will try and pull off maybe a little bit. But these things actually stay on your feet pretty well. I mean, you got to try and get them off, but it's they're not impossible to get off once you actually want them to get off. They go, you know, I wear them to blow. I just got done blowing snow. I wear them to blow snow. I wear them, you know, outside. These have gotten a lot of use and they, A, have kept me warm. They kept me dry. Uh, have not leaked at all. At the end of three years on one of the boots on the outside where the rubber sole comes around and wraps up um, onto the actual, uh, foot, you know, the, the side portion of the boot, on my, uh, the foot box, I guess, I don't know what you, what you call it, but um, it is starting to peel a little bit. The tread's starting to peel a little bit away from the side, but it's still waterproof. Uh, the thing is still, still waterproof. Now, you can't expect to get um, you know, 10, 12 years out of a pair of boots. Uh, maybe back in the day you could, but any, nowadays I don't think you can. And I didn't think that they would last this long, but, um, the, the I, I mean, they've real, they've really, really held up. Um, cause I, like I said, I don't just use them for hunting. I use them for all kinds of other stuff. And, uh, you know, they, they are way more durable than I thought they were going to be. And if I get, you know, even another season out of them, I mean, that'd be like four years with them. And, I, I, I honestly, I think that's worth it. Boots, rubber boots, hunting boots. I think they're kind of a, uh, I hate to say it, but they're, they're, they're almost like a, some boots, some people consider them like a one, you know, a, a one year, you know, a one season deal. And then, and they're kind of beat up and done and they're leaking. Other brands will do that. I'm not going to name brands, but, um, look at lacrosse seems to have, have done a really, really good job with these. A lot of people think, and they're super comfortable. They're light. Um, I didn't, you know, they have other versions. They have the alpha burlies, which are heavier, obviously, I wanted something lighter. I didn't want, <clears throat> you know, because I walk, I, you know, I, I, I'll walk miles in these things. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be weighed down. So anyway, I'm really, really impressed uh, with these boots. They are, uh, I believe they're 18 inches tall. They come just below my knee on these things, uh, when I wear these things. And um, like I said, they pretty much live in my car, live in my garage. Easy on, easy off, completely waterproof, warm enough. Um you know, I, I can't say good things about them. So that's the lacrosse arrowhead and it's spelled, uh, but <clears throat> excuse me, it's spelled A E R O head, like arrow, like aeroplane, you know, so lacrosse arrowhead meaning, you know, I guess it's to imply that they're, 
but they're kind of lightweight, so go check those out. Okay, day number nine, <clears throat> Mr. Buddy Heater. Now, I live in Minnesota, and this thing is a staple in pretty much every single fish house, fish shack, uh, elevated box blind, or garage around here. You cannot go into anybody's garage or anybody's outdoor, you know, any you know, area without you know, one version of a Buddy Heater or a Mr. Heater. Mr. Heater is the company. The Buddy Heater is the one that's got one uh, propane tank that you screw in. It's like the one pound, like the green, I think it was one or two. I can't remember what sizes are. Anyway, like the green pro, pro, you know, um, individual propane tanks. Um, that's the that's the Buddy Heater. They have a uh, they have a smaller one where it's just like a little round uh, radiating heat uh, deal that screws on, you know, just on top of uh, the propane canister, and I, I can't remember the name of that one. I'm, I want to say Junior, but may, may, maybe I'll be wrong. I, I think I mentioned it in the in, in the video. But um, and then they have a bigger one, which is called the Big Buddy, and the Big Buddy is the one that takes two canisters of propane, one on each side, and that one also has a, a, a battery operated fan that. Uh, once the heating element in this thing lights, I guess I should say what it is. This is a, it's a heater that when you light it, it ignites. It kind of ignites this porcelain uh, um, uh, kind of array, I guess, that then radiates out heat. So the porcelain heats up, uh, or whatever material they use, it heats up and then it, from the propane, and it, it radiates out heat, and you can change it from you know low to high. Um, so anyway, the, the, the Big Buddy version of this actually has a fan that actually blows that heat out. The, the regular buddy heater just is a heat source where you can kind of huddle over the thing and kind of warm up your hands. It doesn't really radiate out heat uh, as far as blow heat out, but um, I love this thing. I used one for years. Now, they do rate it as safe for use indoors. I have not used it indoors. Lot of, lots of people do tests with them. Uh, it does have a, um, a, a switch inside where if it falls over, it's, it's got to be within so many degrees of vertical. So if you tip it, I, I, and I can't tell you how much, it doesn't take much, you know, it needs to be pretty much vertical. Uh, it actually shuts off the flame and it shuts off the propane so you're not, you know, filling, uh, um, you're not filling an enclosed area with, with gas uh, dangerously. So um, <clears throat> it's, they're, they're pretty easy to light. I've never had an issue lighting them. It's got a, you know, like a push to, uh, push push down to kind of got an igniter to, to light the the pilot light on it once that's once that thing's lit you know you hold it down for like a little bit and then you move the knob knob to low and it woof, it comes on and on low an honest an honest amount on one canister of propane is about three three and a half hours okay uh, there have been you know different tests done and you can check out other videos on this stuff but some people, you know, claim to get longer. Some people claim to get less. I put it on low. Honestly, I don't know how long it lasts on high because I never have it on high. Um, the, the the heater that I have right here, it does me no good to put it on high because I can't blast that heat out because I don't have a fan with it. I don't have the version with the fan. And I'm, you know, usually using this. If I use this, it's, uh, you know, I, I take it up to my buddy's um, uh, place uh, when I go. And, you know, during rifle season, he's got elevated bo box blinds. And, um, you know, I basically just bring my, 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 my canister, my propane up there because there's one in each, each blind up there. But I have one in my garage, and I've never really used it on high because, like I said, you, you can't really blow the air around. But you light this thing, you put it on low, and you, you huddle over it, and I use it on and off. I'll turn it on, and I'll kind of just kind of um, – you, you get to a point where you get a little bit cold. You turn it on. 
you uh, kind of move your hand over it, you know, just, just kind of warm up like you're over like a little mini fire almost, you know, like a little mini campfire. It warms your face. It warms your chest. You just kind of lean over the thing. And then after a couple minutes, you're warm. And you shut it off. And, I'll, and I'll, it'll be good for – I'll be good to go for another, I don't know, half an hour, 20 minutes or whatever. So – but I have had these things on uh, for, you know, half an hour at a time. Oh, sorry, uh, the, the full time on low. And they last a genuine, I'm going to say, three to three and a half hours. And that is an honest, honest, uh, honest amount. So um, obviously the big buddy that has two canisters lasts longer. But, um, you know, I, I don't have a lot of experience using that one. And I don't have a lot of experience using uh, the smaller version either. But actually, I did use a smaller version this past year. Uh, somebody had one. And I'm really impressed with that. I might get one of those because that I can pack in my pack. And uh, it does the same thing. You just light it up. And because I'm just using it just to kind of huddle over for like five, ten minutes at a time, then I, I may not need to carry the bigger one. But anyway, it's called Mr. Heater. Look up Buddy Heater. It is, they've been around forever, and you really should have one. You really should have one on the house for emergency situations too. It's not going to heat up your house, but I mean, you can huddle up around the thing and keep warm, you know, while you, know, you wait for the repair, guys. So uh, Mr. Heater, you can go check that out. Okay, so item number 10. This is the last item, and this is an absolutely, totally, 100% shameless plug, and these are t-shirts that I am selling on the uh, Bowhunting Soul storefront on Teespring. There is a site called Teespring, T-E-E-Spring.com, and if you go in there, you can search under storefronts, which is like a virtual storefront, obviously, and type in Bowhunting Soul. I got a storefront on there, and they are, there are T-shirts and long sleeves that are archery-related. I have a few. I can't remember how many I have, but I, have, I definitely have three of them up there. Now, one of them says Bowhunting Soul. If you don't want the one with the Bowhunting Soul logo or you know, support it, whatever, don't, don't like it, that's fine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, I get my T-shirts through there. Uh, but there are also two other ones, one that says uh, I fling arrows at food and one that uh, says pick a spot. Now, these are more um, – the second one is really more uh, – geared toward the traditional crowd, uh, you know, pick a spot. You're always told to pick a spot. So your, you know, your, you know, your brain can kind of focus on it. So, um, that one has like an arrow on it and, and just, just like a saying on it, you know, pick a spot. That's fine. And then the other one, like I said, is, uh, it says I fling arrows at food. Now I brought that up to a couple people to see how they like it. And they weren't too keen on it. Some of them, they said, well, you know, it might, uh, sound like you're willy-nilly, haphazardly, you know, flinging arrows at, at, at animals and it doesn't look good. For me, fling was just another term for I launch or I shoot, you know. Uh, the, the, the flinging part was just supposed to be like a cool term, like a cool word kind of thing. I like it. I don't care. Um, you know, it's not meant to be like haphazardly, you know, sh sh shooting things at, at, at you know, uh, at animals. It's more meant to be like um, I, I shoot my food, you know. And that's, to me, it's kind of a little more tasteful, you know, version of, uh, you know, I mean, you, you'll see uh, T-shirts and sayings like, you know, happiness is a warm gut pile and all that kind of stuff, which I think is kind of tasteless. Um, but I think these shirts kind of really sum up uh, the fact that, A, you're a hunter and you're kind of saying it in a kind of tasteful way, like, hey, I'm doing this, but I'm doing this for food. And, um, you know. I, I don't know. I like them. So if you want to go support that, uh, the channel, the podcast, any of that kind of stuff, go ahead and order those. They're very reasonable prices. I think like the, the long sleeves are like 20, like 21 bucks, I think. Is it 19 or 21 dollars 21 dollars I think. 
and it's only like a couple bucks, like three like three ninety nine shipping, I believe it is. And I think over fifty dollars you get free shipping. Um, and the t-shirts are like nine are they seventeen nineteen ninety nine? I don't know. It's been it's been a little bit since I've actually uh, checked on there, but really really reasonable. I mean, in a day where you're paying like twenty five thirty bucks just for a shirt, uh, for most of the places, and uh, you know, plus you're paying like you know five bucks shipping or whatever, uh, you literally can get you know like three shirts for like 60 bucks, um, you know, shipped, uh, on this there. Did I do that right? Yeah. Yeah. About, about 60, 65 bucks shipped three shirts. Um, uh, you know, or, or 21 99 for, you know, for the one and like three ninety nine shipping. So super, super reasonable. They're, uh, they're nice shirts. Uh, they're depend depending on which one you get and wh which they decide to print. Cause I don't have any say in that. You're either going to get a Hanes or a Gildan, um, you know, both really good. They tend to run true to size. I think the Gildan actually runs a little better uh, to size. The Hanes tend to run just a little bit smaller. So, um, but I don't know that you get a chance to, to, to choose that. It's the only thing I don't like about it. But anyway, uh, if you want to either, you know, wear some something, you know, I, I think it's a little bit classy, you know, a little classier shirt that represents uh, that, that you're a hunter, that you're a bow hunter um, or, or, or something that another hunter might understand. Or if you want to get one as a gift, it's still not too late. If you order, you know, I believe this week, uh, they'll still be able to get uh, T-shirts out to you before Christmas uh, kind of thing. So anyway, teespring.com, so teespring.com slash soul. Search for the Bowhunting Soul uh, storefront, and the shirts will be there for you. So, okay, so that is 10 items. Uh, all these things, like I said, I've been using, I have experience with, uh, you know, I've tested um, you know, in all in these things, I still have in my pack and will always order in my house and I will always have. And, uh, you know, these are things that I have not found to, you know, have an equal or better. Otherwise, otherwise I would have them. I'm, I, I wasn't just making this list, uh, just purely on price because some of these are pricier items. Like the boots are pricier items, obviously. Um, you know, the Leatherman wave, you know, isn't cheap, but these are, are, are items that I believe are, a really good value in the long term because you're going to get years and years and years of use out of this stuff. So, okay. So I wanted to put this podcast out in time so that if you guys hear this, get some ideas, um, you know, still be able to get gifts under the tree in time for Christmas. So I really appreciate it. If you like this uh, podcast, a share the podcast, um, B rate the podcast and C if you want to go check out any of the stuff, please go ahead and do so through the YouTube, my Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel. Like I said, uh, full disclosure, uh, if you go through my channel and you go through the links uh, that I put in the channel, uh, in the video, it's in the, it's in the description. So basically, there's a little drop-down arrow right underneath the video where it says description, and, and you know, I'll fill out, hey, this, this video is about such and such. And at the bottom, it says, please click on the following Amazon, uh, Amazon links. If you go through Amazon, if you go through my link and buy anything on Amazon, doesn't even have to be, you know, the boots or the sharpener or this and that. If you go and buy, you know, a pack of toilet paper off of Amazon because you went through my link, then I get um, I get some commission back. And that greatly, greatly goes towards uh, supporting the channel. Um, I'm not getting rich off of it, but it also 
uh, does help, uh, you know, subscriptions and views and, and getting found and, and, and all host of other stuff. So I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you're going to go do any of your Christmas shopping, go through any of my channels uh, or links in my channels and then, and then go through that. So with that said, I hope you guys are having, uh, you know, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. And uh, with that, I will uh, talk to you guys next week. Thanks.